Welcome or welcome back to Pre-Arb Excellence, a Roots-based Chicago Cubs podcast with an eye on player development. Pull up a chair while I take a deeper dive into the concerns for teams present and future. Questions are always welcome, whether on Twitter, Tim815 on the Anchor Contest Line, or on my Facebook Pre-Arb Excellence group. Thanks for stopping by for today's episode. Let's talk announcers. And ask me questions if I was confusing. This morning, I was having a discussion with someone on Twitter. And the person wanted to hear a DVD of the World Series games from 2016 or Game 7 or something along those lines with Cubs announcers. And I agree that would be Quite fun to listen to. Pat and Ron's call of the seven games of the World Series, particularly the last three, that would be insanely fun to listen to. I agree entirely. And it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen because baseball is a business. Baseball is a business There are rights fees, there are specifications, there are mandates, and Rob Manfred and the owners want to get paid. Rob Manfred and the owners want to get paid for it to be a, if it's going to use the video of the World Series, Rob Manfred's going to get paid. And if it's going to use the video of the World Series, it's going to have the national announcers. Because that's the way it's going to work. Because Rob Manfred doesn't want people to be doing whatever they want to. He wants the um, standard package. Have the national announcers as the only option. Because... Fox, or whatever network it is, is going to pay a whole heck of a lot of money to make sure that it's just those announcers available. Other options won't exist if you're going to use the actual footage of Major League games. Everything is a business. Everything is monetized. Welcome to Baseball Now. Or Baseball 1, whichever way you want to look at it. Baseball 1 is the way I usually put it. Um, Yeah, it would be cool to have a whole bunch of different things that can't exist because of rights packages. Back, oh, I don't know, 15 years ago maybe, I ran into video of the other angle. From the, you remember, game six, Michael Jordan's last game, where he, did he clear out or did he not clear out? Last game with the bull, with the Bulls, did he push off, did he not push off? From the angles you see, you can't tell. You really can't tell. A person might have a hunch, this or that, but you really can't tell. You, you see the arm going in the direction of how it would have gone if he would have pushed off. And you see the defender 
Brian Russell recoiling. You see the arm going and you see Brian Russell recoiling. But from the angles you ever see, you don't know. You really can't know. You can assume, you can guess, oh, it's just a slight push-off. Or it was a complete push-off or whatever. You can assume whatever. But the angle you'd need to see that on isn't an NBC video. And yeah, the video exists. But you're not going to find it. <laughs> you're not going to find it because NBC is not going to allow it to be seen. For one weekend back about 10, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago, whatever, somebody had posted the alternate angle. And it showed as clear as day Michael Jordan did not push off. Brian Russell was just out of position and slipped on his own volition. Michael Jordan did not make any contact whatsoever. But you can't tell that by looking at the two NBC videos. The two angles that NBC had, you can't tell. You don't know. From the third angle, somebody happened to be running video from the right spot. He didn't push off. Now, I can't prove it to you. There's no way in the world I can prove it to you because I can't find the video because the video is not on YouTube. But for me, for myself, I don't know no, he didn't push off because I've seen the video. That's no longer available. Why isn't it available? Because NBC doesn't want you to be able to see it because NBC wants to have the monopoly on video footage of the NBA Finals. That's how it works. NBC will clamp down on whatever they want on their video footage. Fox will clamp down on whatever they want in regards to their video footage. And because of that, you're never going to see, it's not likely to, um, a proper copy of all the 2016 World Series games called with either the Cubs or the Indians announcers. You're not going to hear it because the network, the league and the network really don't want that out. They want you to spend on what they're going to spend on, they're going to allow you to spend on, whether that's what you want or not. And if you don't want to buy it, then don't spend the money, but you're not going to be able to see the other thing. Thanks for listening to my podcast. I try to put effort and quality into each one to try to assure information you won't necessarily get as promptly or completely from other sources. If you have friends that might enjoy this sort of informational delivery service on Deep Dive Cubs News, send them a link of an episode that might resonate with them. Perhaps this one. Hitting like, share, follow, retweet, or subscribe is also appreciated. Ask if you need assistance on sharing. Much of this podcast is assessing value. As you assess the value this podcast provides you, most podcast delivery systems allow a link for you to contribute directly to the podcast in the fashion that is most applicable for you. Thanks for any and all levels of support. I don't know about you. I don't know about you. But it could be over the last two days or two months or two years, you've been hearing a lot of political commentary. Maybe yeah, maybe no. 
I'm not going to jump either way. And if you were listening to political commentary, most likely you were listening to a station or a network or a service provider that generally leaned toward your leanings. Because that's how it works. If we are of a certain mindset, that's generally the sort of announcer we want to hear. That's how people are. If someone happens to be a red stater, they will want to listen to a red stater sort of political coverage. If they're a blue stater, they'll want to listen to blue stater coverage. And if you are one of the people who isn't properly served by the red or blue, you're kind of out of luck because, well, I don't know, maybe you can find something that's up your alley. But a lot of the stuff is generally leaning toward one or the other side of the, um, of the aisle, as it were. So if you're listening to civic announcers, you're probably listening to civic announcers that agree with you. If you are a baseball fan, most of the time you are listening to announcers that are for your team. Now, they won't necessarily root from the press box. They won't necessarily. Sometimes they will. Sometimes they won't. But you're generally listening for someone who announces to your preference. Cubs fans going to listen to Cubs fans, uh, Cubs announcers. Pirates fans going to listen to Pirates announcers. Reds fans are going to be listening to new announcers next year. You know how it works. And it's generally the way it works. Because most people are listening to baseball to have, I will use the term, wind blown up their tailpipes as an honest assessment. Somebody struck out three times, I just had a bad day. Somebody lost a fly ball and lost a ground ball in the clouds. Uh, probably somebody was wearing a white shirt and that caused it to happen. Generally, announcers who are paid by the team are going to give the team the benefit of the doubt. Usually that's almost always how it works. And when you ask Cubs fans who the best announcers are, normally, oh, of course the Cubs fans, the Cubs announcers are the best. If you ask Phillies fans, the Phillies announcers are the best. And if you ask Royals fans, Royals fans are the best. Uh, Royals announcers are the best. And Indians, Indians guys are the best. Because we're biased. Most of the time, we're biased. Most of the time, when we're listening to announcers, we want to have announcers saying, yes, you are making a very good decision in investing your time in this team, and we will make it worth your while doing so. That's what we're after, usually. To argue that is rather pointless most of the time. Because, you know, if you, <laughs> if you didn't like listening to the Cubs announcers, you'd probably either quit following the team or quit following the sport 
or something along those lines because it's usually the local announcers that you're listening to. Now, when you jump to a sport like, say, football, you don't really have local TV announcers. You have local radio announcers, but the national feed is national announcers. So you get a guy like a Jack, uh, like a, a Joe Buck, who, regardless which baseball game he's announcing, he has to make it sound presentable for every fan who's listening. Every single one of them. So if he's calling a Royals-Giants game, he has to call it in a fashion so that Royals fans don't think he's dogging their team and the Giants fans don't think he's dogging their team. So you know what that makes happen? Everybody hates him. Because most people, when they're listening to a baseball announcer during the regular season, they're getting wind blown up their tailpipes. That's how it works. Yay, our team. Whoopsie, we lost 8-2. to two. Uh, Oh, well, we'll do better. That's the announcing when you are the home team. Now, if you are announcing a national game and your team is getting throttled 8-2 to two, or 15-1, to one, who's the announcer going to be giving the credit to? The credit is going to be given to the team that scores 8 or 15. It's not going to be, oh, I have a whole lot of sympathy for this team that's getting their butt kicked. I'm going to talk more positively about the players who are doing well. That's how national broadcasting works. If you are cheering for a team that is getting throttled in a national broadcast, you're probably going to think that the announcer is against your team because he's not blowing smoke up your tailpipe. It's rather logical. And once you get to that point, it's very emotional too. It works both ways. You want to listen to someone who's going to be on your side. And if you're listening to someone who's not trying to be on your side, if you're getting cremated, if you're getting massacred, it's going to get ugly. And why is it that the other, why is it that that TV announcer is cheering for the other team? I'm watching the game. I want my announcers to cheer for my team and say the other team does really horrible things or is getting lucky. But it doesn't that work that way in the playoffs. The postseason in baseball, there are national announcers. There are. That's not likely to change. Sometimes in the NBA, you can have local announcers that you can watch for some of the postseason games. But in the NBA, in the NFL, in MLB, it's going to be the national announcers. One last thing to say about announcers before we cut out. There's a different reason than getting smoke blown up your tailpipe to listen to announcers. I'm not going to say it's the best way. I'm not going to say it's the only way. I'm not going to say that there aren't other options. But there is another method. 
That method starts with, I kind of know baseball anyway. You know, I, I, I can tell if we're losing 15 to 1, we're playing poorly, and I know that. And the other team's probably playing really well, and I know that too. And I have respect for the other team. The other method of listening to announcers is because you want to actually learn something. And that's a really fun part of either college baseball or minor league baseball or anything along those lines where you walk in and you don't know a whole lot about all the players in the game. You, you, you really have no idea. You can even say the same thing about the Marlins. The Cubs-Marlins series. Were you walking into the Cubs-Marlins series saying, the Cubs are going to wipe the floor with these guys, eliminate them in two games, because, after all, I know the Cubs players, and I don't know the Marlins players, so obviously the Marlins players are terrible. If you walked in with that mindset, two things happened. One, you were full of it. And two, you probably should have learned something about your own biases. Biases can be deadly. It's really fun listening to either national announcers or local announcers who aren't of your choice. You're trying to learn stuff. If you're trying to learn stuff, national announcers can be really helpful. Really helpful. So can Oppo Radio. Imagine if instead of watching the National broadcast, you're watching the you were watching the game with the Marlins broadcast. And you already knew the Cubs guys. You didn't really need anybody to tell you anything new about them. You already should have known them. You've been following them for the whole year. If you would have listened to the Marlins broadcast, you would have learned things about about the Marlins. Are you in it? as a pure rooter? Or are you in it to learn something? Are you trying to learn more about baseball? Because if you're in it to learn more about baseball, hearing announcers with a different outlook on things than your outlook can be very educational. So many Cubs fans, so many Cubs fans, they will watch the Cubs games and virtually nothing else. That is the extent. That is their sum total of baseball following. And that's fine. But if you're just watching Cubs games, how are you learning about other teams? There's a whole lot of other stuff going on out there. Whole lot of stuff going on out there. If all you're paying attention to is Cubs announcers 
announcing Cubs games. And you're getting upset when the Cubs are on ESPN or Fox or whatever other channel. Because I have to listen to these guys and I don't get to have smoke getting blown up my tailpipe. How are you learning anything? You're creating your biases and you're continuing to feed your biases. Education happens when you get into a situation where I don't know what's going to happen. I don't have any preconceived notions. I'm going to watch this and see how it develops. I watched a game tonight overnight. A 1988 college basketball game. It was a conference tournament. Which conference tournament was really doesn't matter. But I watched the whole thing. I was kind of familiar with a couple of players. I'd never seen the game before. I didn't know how it turned out. It was kind of fun to watch as I was going along. It's like, I'm learning stuff about, oh, okay, this guy here, he's kind of good at that, and this guy's kind of good at that. Now, none of the guys ever really ended up having major NBA careers, but I was learning stuff about players that I didn't know much about. Are you interested in learning stuff about players you don't already have a whole lot of knowledge about. Even if they're not going to be wearing a Cubs uniform. If all your interest is, is listening to Cubs announcers calling Cubs games and giving you the Cubs slant, blowing smoke up your tailpipe, I really don't have a whole lot for you. Because there's a lot of people like that, and those are not the people I'm trying to reach. The people I'm trying to reach are the ones who really dig baseball, want to learn more about it, even if it means finding out about players who aren't on the Cubs, aren't going to be on the Cubs, aren't likely to be on the Cubs. Just learn stuff. Do research. Guy ends up on the DFA wire. Look into him. Is he worth acquiring? How would you find out if he's worth acquiring? What questions would you ask? What sites would you attend to find these things? Research a college baseball team. Watch a game. Watch a college baseball game from 2020. And check to see, is this a guy that might be interesting for the cup? Learn stuff. It gets really frustrating when people, A, think they know everything there is to know about baseball, and B, respond in that fashion. The people that aren't trying to learn anything, I have no time for. I have no time for. If you want to learn more about baseball, I'm here. I'm going to have podcasts coming. I took a couple of days off because I didn't really think it was... Nothing really happened and I didn't really think it was right. But between now and when moves start happening, I strongly encourage you to think. 
Think about things. Think about if this player was to get traded. What sorts of types of returns would I want in exchange? Saw somebody saying that if Darvish was going to get traded, the only person I'd want the Cubs to get back in return is Jacob deGrom. Well, let's see. I don't know how long DeGrom signed for, but DeGrom won't make the DeGrom for Darvish wouldn't make the Cubs better than the Dodgers or the Padres or the um Astros or the Rays or the Braves or it, you know, the good teams. That wouldn't do that. And I responded, hey, if the Cubs were to get Jason Dominguez and Austin Wells, that would be a fun trade. To which a lot of people are probably saying, well, who's Austin Wells? Who's Jason Dominguez? It's really not hard to do research, folks. It's really not hard to do research. If there are discussions on who should the Cubs trade, look at recent draft picks. Look at recent draft picks. Those players wouldn't have to be in the major leagues until 2024. Well, unless they're here at Crochet. Um, but do the research. Find something you're interested in. Research a pipeline in the NL Central. Find something there's a lot of time between now and February and March. A whole lot of time. When people think about announcers, most of the time, most people want to get smoke blown up their butt. There's so much education out there to do if you're interested. If you're interested, find a way to do it. It's not that hard. It takes a little bit of homework to find what you're after. And then half an hour a week, by February or March, you'll be a whole lot more conversant in some angle of baseball if you pot commit to it. Thanks for stopping by Pre-Arb Excellence. I'll have another podcast up soon as circumstances warrant. I'll attempt to have that worth your time as well. Be safe, go Cubs, go, and be nice to people.